We're all about strengthening women's personal lives. Welcome to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates. I want to talk about female enculturation. You know the old crazy debate about nature versus nurture? I mean, really. Some knowledge is inherent, and the rest is a set of learnings from one's environment. Of course, each infant comes complete with a limited packet of knowledge about how to get on as a human being, just like leopards, sheep, cows, and seeds that plant in the earth. Human babies can roll over without taking a baby class on how to do it. Like the seed in the ground, we know which way is up. Nature and the divine pack a lot of knowledge and awareness in every one of our cells. The rest is new knowledge and adaptation to our environment. We influence or shape each other all the time as human beings. Humans enculturate humans. More specifically, humans shape humans according to categories with rules. Rules that were set for the purpose of power holding. Somebody had, and we can say somebody has, the most power and the most control over society's resources and wants to keep it that way. That's where rulemaking comes in and getting people to think a certain way. That's the enculturation part. If that were not true, then what difference does it make what color blanket we wrap the baby in? What does it matter what color hair or what hair texture someone has? And I hope that we are all clear that the strong and lasting assignment of meaning to skin color is related to and was created for the holding of power. It's exactly the same about how we treat gender. I knew a woman, age 40, whose father cannot stop seeing her as anything but a child. That's not the case with the man's 25-year-old son who is regarded with the respect that one man pays another. Somebody once said, We aren't born with concepts of culture, ethnicity, or religion, but rather we learn the values and beliefs of our culture. That's what we call enculturation. Enculturation is the process of becoming a member of your culture. So let's zoom in and look at female enculturation. What do we teach little girls and female babies about themselves? Also, why is there even a question? Why do we continue to teach girls differently than we teach boys? Start with how we handle babies. We Americans and cultures that like to emulate ours dress girl babies with colors and shapes that somebody decided were feminine and boy babies with those thought to be masculine. There's nothing objective about any of this. In the 1950s, 
hospitals sent boy babies home in pink blankets. At some point, that was changed to blue. You should conclude that the assignment of meaning was and is random. We give girls toy kitchen sets. Yeah, can you still believe that? We still do. We give boy toddlers toy trucks and guns and Nerf footballs. Some parents do not hesitate to comfort a crying girl toddler, but are more likely to tell the boy toddler to shut up or to stop crying. Games on the playground are sometimes segregated by gender. Girls learn jump rope songs. Boys play pretend war games, pretend shooting a gun, pretend dead or dying. One of my grade school memories is of elimination foot races. Girls and boys ran together, and the point was to see who was fastest. One day, when it came down to only one boy left, and me, a girl, I pretended in my mind that the cheers and encouragement was for me when I knew better. That day, I won. My white classmates and the white male teacher swiftly turned and began to quickly move back across the field and into the building. I won! I won! Nobody wanted to hear it. You can think about that. I remember the boy cousins being able to get away with stuff while the hand of disapproval and correction came down on me and my sisters and my girl cousins right away every time. In the 1960s, girls were steered toward makeup, wearing dresses, treating themselves delicately. Girls were required to take cooking and sewing classes. Boys were expected to be physically rough and energetic. If girls showed interest in male-dominated areas, they were called horrible names. They were not supported in their efforts. They were told that no man would want them. Oppressing women is, and always has been, for the sole purpose of holding power in certain hands and not others. I've been told repeatedly that some families are still only celebrating childbearing, but not a woman's hard work at school, eventual attainment of degrees, and successes in her chosen field. Oppressing women has always had the sole purpose of holding power in certain hands and not others. By the way, Kathy O'Dowd, the only woman to climb the Himalayas from both sides, said that she was sent to a school, quote-unquote, that turned out little ladies. I want you to know that in every age, women have fought back against being oppressed. In every age, women have distinguished themselves beyond the barriers that power grabbers have set for us. Women 
have always stood up and said, no, we are powerful too. We have never accepted males holding all or most of the power. What are women's rights are actually rights for all people. Society benefits tremendously by liberating and supporting all of its citizens. So here's a question for you. What does female enculturation look like in women's lives? I know of a woman scientist who has reached international recognition for her work, but at home none of her relatives give her any appreciation for her accomplishments. The mom and the aunties pepper her with questions about when is she going to get serious with a man and some babies. We second-guess ourselves far too often. That's another one. Imposter syndrome is common. We assume that we are not powerful. We just want to fit in. We women can sometimes hold each other back with low expectations and with negative remarks. Some women have no thoughts of turning to help another woman. Some women rarely allow themselves to turn to another woman for help that they need or advice. Or what about a reality check? My own mother told me me, her teenage daughter, that women were not likely to be each other's friend because we were competitors for available men. The cause of such negative thinking about ourselves is internalized oppression. We seem to accept the idea that we women are lonely merely because, quote unquote, we don't have a man. We contemplate being alone like that's a bad thing. We assume that male domination is natural. It's not. We try to get along within a world that suppresses female power. If a woman succeeds in the business world or in the political sphere or anywhere that she is not really expected to be, her name may appear in the news as the The first woman to... Some people look the other way and quickly forget about it. Some people look at that woman with scorn. What could they be thinking? Some others are applauding another win for womankind. Right? But where? Where is there a commitment to overturn oppression dynamics and the systems that have kept women away from resources and achievement. So now let's think about the cost to society of holding down the strength and abilities of more than half of its citizens. We blame ourselves for so many things that aren't even ours only because other people are pressuring us women to believe that we are responsible for just about anything and everything. There is a heavy toll on women's health and well-being, and yet the world looks to us to take care of everything. Who is asking after our good health, 
our best life conditions and what makes us happy. Check yourself. Are you showing up to ask, how am I really? What can I reach for and what can I realign in my life to support my personal happiness? Society has hobbled its female citizens. More than half of the entire human population is working at less than full power. Women in every culture do most of the labor. Women work in almost every field now. Plus, you must add, that they do most of the domestic chores. Plus, caring for children. Research documents that women do most of the labor. And think about this. Women do so much on less than full power. And yet, we still raise girls to believe that they are not as capable and not as deserving as boys and men. A typical girl has grown up watching fairy tale, my prince will come, romance movies, and watching her female relatives and her female teachers and the women at church or synagogue or mosque defer to men. Men are the ones in positions of real power. The result is each society cheating itself out of the rewards and amazing contributions of more than half of its citizenry. What if women were working and living and loving at full strength? No more female enculturation, no more deliberately suppressing women and girl power. To put it mildly, every society thrives when every person is supported to live at their highest abilities. So, what can we do differently? What can we teach to all of our children? What should we teach girls? So here's my list. We should be telling children that their bodies are their own. No one has a right to ownership of their bodies or control over them. We should be giving them messages of aspiration really often. We should encourage children and reward their efforts. Girls are born to a very long and ancient lineage of world changers, warriors, healers, magistrates, and leaders of every sort. Tell a girl that. Strong women speak their truth and act fearlessly on their own behalf. Strong women are able to ignore the noise of other people's demands and other people's insistence that she betray what's good for her. Tell a girl that. Girls are always enough. They were born beautiful, radiant, and perfectly complete. Tell a girl that. You have nothing to prove to anyone. Just be you. You are lovable and loving. You do not have to earn love. Tell a girl that. What can women change right now? 
rediscover your family's culture. Take the time to re-examine your family's culture. Assess how you were taught for what you can use and for what you need to let go because it no longer serves you. Discuss your findings with other women. Discuss what we gain by being true to ourselves. Encourage other women with their discoveries. I hope that you've enjoyed this Elevate Women episode on female enculturation. Let us hear from you. Write comments wherever you get your podcasts. If you do, you'll be helping others to find Elevate Women. To learn more about Elevate Women Collaborative, please visit elevatewomen.com. That's Elevate Women, W-O-M-X-N, elevatewomen.com. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to Elevate Women Podcasts so that you won't miss a single episode. Subscribe and keep listening to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates.